No problem. Right. So we're recording. We've just recorded a very sweaty quiz podcast. So very sweaty. I'm, just, so I'm sweaty. throwing in To some... the victor, the sweat. Yeah, congratulations, Terry. Well done, Terry. Um, right. Uh, we, so sweaty. I might have to go to the banter folder for, for an intro here off because we've already bantered out. So. Uh, no, we're not. Aren't we? You got, is, you're I could think of some... We, Bantery we're gold. Just, uh, yeah, talking about being sweaty, and this, I've yeah, got some. It's, very, it's kind of forced. I mean, yeah. Betty <clears throat> I mean, yeah, my gusset. Jesus there Christ! You there you go. See, if I mention the banter folder, then banter <laughs> arises. Hello and welcome to this week's, well, another Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast this week. Um, we just did a quiz for our 111th episode um, and uh, now we're Everyone's favourite milestone. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, and Isn't that a half Nelson? What? One, one, one. Half Nelson. What are you on about? I have no idea what you're saying. A Nelson and the double Nelson or a half Nelson. It's a wrestling move. Oh, okay. And also it's based on a number. Like one 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 is like a half Nelson or something. I have no idea. Absolutely no. So idea. anyone who is listening, if yes. you know that, let us know. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so just tell me I'm right. It's, yeah, we've just done the quiz, which you'll listen to. Terry is still with us for this podcast. Victorious, hello. Representing theatrical cut. While we talk about, we, well, we couldn't go this week without talking about the tenth anniversary, one of the greatest superheroes. Ten films. whole years. Um, the Dark Knight. Um, we are still in the Hare and Hound, the fantastic Hare and Hound pub in St Albans, which I thoroughly recommend. We are enjoying a peach ale from Lost Boys Brewery, which is very nice. So, uh, and Fruity. You, you might have seen a post on Instagram about that. You, you might not have. To see what happens there. Um, <laughs> but it's, um, Dan, how to do successful plugging by Daniel. <laughs> Advertising, yeah. the magoogly way. <laughs> um, but we will definitely be hitting that peach ale again at some point it's very nice it was very peachy very peachy um so yes dark knight 10 years ago christopher nolan released the second in the trilogy of the batman well the dark knight trilogy um we knew it was gonna have the joker in it and it had obviously a lot of hype because by that point tragically heath ledger had passed away so there was a lot of hype around that film around I mean, he was getting a lot of buzz about his performance anyway, but that obviously, I just think, amped it up to a massive degree. Yeah, and totally agree. well-deserved hype. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, should we, should we start with the Joker? Yeah. As I mean, the film itself does with that amazing bank heist scene. Yeah, so for starters, probably one of the best intros of any superhero film. Um, I mean, as well, I feel like it was one of the forebearers for bringing in IMAX as well, yeah. and like seeing that opening panning shot across those... Oh. Of course, that cityscape is just phenomenal. Like, I mean, I didn't see it in an IMAX theatre, but I get vertigo, and I imagine that would have given me vertigo. So it's it it turns Chicago into Gotham. Yeah, like Gotham. Chicago feels like Gotham anyway, and it, it, you just get that feeling when you're looking. You go, "This is Gotham." And in any good Batman story, Gotham is one of the major characters. Yeah. And I think the IMAX you mentioned is the first film to use IMAX cameras. I think, I think so. Yeah. yeah, because at that point they were like huge. They were about two hundred thousand pounds each yeah. and they smashed one because they put it on the end of the Batmobile and smashed God, into something yes. yeah, yeah. Um, but when you're Nolan who gives a fuck yeah <coughs> he bowls in and says yeah I smashed it what are you going to do about it <laughs> um, but it's, I it's, will buy you a new one because yeah. this is going to make you all the monies so what I love about the intro and it's a good place to start obviously um, is 
is that everyone's telling the stories. Why they call him the Joker and stuff yeah. like that. And you get the backstory. Yeah. And he's there the whole time. And you don't yeah. know he's there the whole time. Although you have a play. You, you have a, an inkling, yeah, don't yeah, you? Yeah. But it's not immediately obvious. And it uh, also just sets up how anarchistic he is because obviously as each one completes the job, they are killed by the mm. next person and then they complete their job and they are killed by the next person. It just shows that he literally gives no fucks about anything or anyone. No, no. And there's the, the, the great bit where he goes, I'm guessing you're the guy that was told to kill me. No, I've got to kill the bus driver. <laughs> then the bus yeah, piles, piles through. Because that's the, obviously the first time we hear him talk as well yeah. and hear that brilliant voice that he developed for the role. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, the Joker is, is, is obviously a reason to watch The Dark Knight. Mm on his own I mean it's a great film anyway because that was literally all of like the publishing even before Heath Ledger had passed away that was all of the thing I remember an Empire cover and it was like a picture of the Joker but behind glass so all you could see yeah. was like the green and the red you couldn't yeah. make anything out because they were just like really pushing the buzz for it and he's, he's genuinely I said this on the way over here uh, he's not my Joker Right, but he fits the film so yeah. unbelievably well they repurposed everything because obviously yeah. it's Christopher Nolan's big thing was real-world setting. He didn't Ooh. want ridiculous, which, although they all do, I feel like Batman Begins has a bit more of a super... I mean, although yeah. it's obviously hallucinations, you've got scarecrow visions and stuff like that, which make it a tad more comic booky. Yeah. Whereas this one... I mean, I would, wouldn't even really call this a superhero film. I would call this an action film in which a man dresses as a bat. Yeah, and it's, it's the film with the most detective work as well. Like yeah. Batman, the biggest problem i've had with most batman films is you don't see him he's the world's greatest detective and you never yeah. see him do any detective work in this one he is uh, going through financial records he's getting using, bullets off a fired bullet yeah and stuff like that and that's that's what you want from batman so yeah. whilst it's set in a real world setting it's also the most batman film as well yeah. weirdly um, i think because they pulled away from the supernatural elements that we got obviously yeah. in like batman and robin batman forever etc Going back to the intro, one of the things I really like is the Scarecrow kind of becomes this recurring character. Oh, yeah. Um, so even in the intro, he, you just I love the idea that you've got the rogues gallery yeah. that just kind of appear every now I and I remember then being in cell and being like, oh, Scarecrow, woo! Yeah, exactly, and then he's caught instantly. Yeah. Um, and all but, the fake Batman. Yeah, and, but I, I love that. I love the idea that th- these people exist, that on, on an average night, Batman could still be going out and... Uh, fighting the Riddler or mm. obviously not Bane and, and these people are in the world Yeah, and that's kind of what it implies when by saying that because you've got these guys there they exist but you, you, we're just not going to show Scarecrow them in the films Scarecrow is quite a badass villain in that yeah mm. I mean in fact he's, he's my favourite villain um, in any of the Batman and then stuff and of course he gets freed again well, he, he rocks up in Dark Knight Rises, doesn't he's, he? He's but my favourite thing in Dark Knight Rises as well. That is, again, his camera's like, hey, it's Scarecrow. But it's, it's obvious that um, it's, oh, it was Killian, Cillian? Killian. Killian Murphy and um, Christopher Nolan are obviously pretty close to each mm. other. Well, he auditioned for Batman, didn't he? He and did. that's how he got Scarecrow. Isn't there like a test footage of him wearing the... the, the wearing the cow. The Val Kilmer outfit, apparently, as well. Yeah. And he tried to find as many reasons as possible to make him take his glasses off because he thought his eyes were amazing. That's they a Batman are, Begins fit. They, they are amazing. Oh, they are crystal, <laughs> crystal. <laughs> going, going, well, they are, but mm. just going, they are quite hypnotic, which mm. is also probably why he makes, he's uh, quite good as a lawyer and mm. some stuff. Anyway, um, I think actually how Batman Begins finishes, where he's going, we've got this guy called Oh, the Joker, tease. And mm. this just, that wee tease, you're like, <gasps> yeah. 
So where are they going with that? And that just goes. And then, I mean, the films actually connect quite nicely yeah. because mm. of that. I mean, yeah, they're, it's such. Because yeah, he's not like massive, is he? Because the opening is people are like, oh yeah, he's just some he's just some guy called the Joker. There's yeah. not the big thing. But actually, he he really is. Uh, and I think we were Dan and I were talking about it maybe over a few mm. drinks. I don't know. Mm. And uh, about when he's at at the mob table and he goes oh you want to see a treat I'm going to make this di- disappear and he oh, don't, fuck up, no, yeah. don't <laughs> fuck up the line goes <laughs> he walks in and he's just like kill this motherfucker it's like why shouldn't we kill you how about a magic trick slams the pencil into the table a goon comes at him and he slams the goon onto the pencil <laughs> it's gone <laughs> I, he's the, the one... best obviously the bank scene is his introduction but yeah. that is the Joker fully formed yeah on like the, the Joker that we know yeah. and love what I love about Christopher Nolan is how he his implied he does implied violence better than anyone else. Oh yeah, there's no blood in the yeah. Dark Knight at all. Yeah, but none. Still, there's scenes where you're going mm. like yeah. that. Not a drop of blood, and that's how it's only like a twelve. And same with Dunkirk as well. You watch mm. Dunkirk, and it's, it's there's a lot of implied mm. moments. No blood, is there? No, because like when he kills Gamble, it like cuts away, mm. and you're looking at people's reactions to a lot yeah. of stuff. So I think no, that, of course when um, I know. If we're going through the whole film, I should probably wait. But when um, Dent is, yeah, yeah, there's no blood there. No, exactly. He's 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 incredible at that, and that's it's even more effective as well. Mm. Um, And tension, uh, and the soundtrack obviously adds. Oh, the soundtrack to this film is phenomenal. Yeah, and like even the bits when the Joker is doing that. Do you know how I got the scars? You got the almost like a horror soundtrack in the background. Well, for crazy fact again. for the Joker theme, yeah. he's playing a violin with rusty metal. Oh, really? And that's how he gets like such a weird noise from the violin, whilst it also sounded like a violin. Yeah. So, I mean, so where do we get to? So we've got. So we to... talked about the bank heist. Yeah. We talked about Batman's re badass reintroduction. Yeah. In the old suit. Yeah. yeah. Where he obviously gets mauled by dogs, <laughs> not tigers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Big uh, dogs. And then the next scene is like because we basically get the intro to all three big characters. Then we get the Harvey Dean, Harvey no. Dean, yeah. Harvey oh, okay. Dent courtroom scene where, obviously, if you're a comic book reader like me and Dan, yeah. are you a comic book reader? I've never met been. you before. So obviously, <laughs> there's the the tease that he's in a courtroom. Someone's yeah. going to do something. Is it going to be the two facing? Yeah. Obviously, it's not. There's the amazing bit where he punches the guy and then's like, "But I'm not finished with him." As yeah. they try to end the court. Anyone so again, that leaves it's the just, courtroom when everyone's clapping, you know yeah, they've done a good job. So that job, just yeah. sets him up as like a, a crusader for the of justice and for good as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. And that's that's one of the things the film does well. Harvey Dent's descent into oh yeah, just because they show it yeah in glimpses, but yeah, but like even if he doesn't, even if what happens to him doesn't happen, you could see how he's going. Yeah, you can see a dark side in there. So the, there's a great bit where he's uh, caught the guy who shoots at the mayor. Yeah. The mayor, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and he's obviously got the Rachel Dawes badge. And he is going full crazy at that point. Yeah. It's Harvey Dent. That's Two Face. That's not Harvey Dent. Yeah. Even without the scars. Um, and and I think that's just. I think Aaron Eckhart's an underrated actor in general. I feel like he gets a lot, or doesn't get enough credit yeah. for this film because yeah. of how good Heath Ledger was, because of how good Christian Bale mm. is. He sort of gets forgotten because he is. I mean, again, obviously jumping way ahead. The bit where. He's lying in the hospital. Yeah. He's got his face is done, and he fi- realizes that Rachel's dead. And it's entire silence, but his scream—you can hear it, despite the fact there is no sound. And it is just so well acted. That whole, and when Gordon comes in, it's just oh, goosebumps. Yeah, goosebumps. yeah, yeah definitely. 
But yeah, we meet him. He's the positive guy. He's the white knight of Gotham. Yes. And I love all that and as well. the fact that, you know, the whole concept is that actually Batman then goes, I think Gotham is in safe hands. Mm. You know, yeah, he can be the got, white knight I can't be. Yeah, and so, I mean, exactly that's why I suppose it's the Dark Knight. Is because I know it's from the... I know it's from uh, the comic books where the t- term gets coined, the mm. Dark Knight, but that is... He, Dent is the one that is the law, and so Batman goes, all right, the thing that I was trying to do... You know, Bruce goes, the thing I was trying to do, I can pursue... Mm. There is the whole great three love triangle... Yeah. ...with mm. uh, Dawes, Dent, and Wayne. And... Uh, I mean, actually, Maggie Gill. It's Maggie Gill. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It's well, it's not Jake. Yeah. <laughs> he was, could do it. So he, he's was, a chameleon. Do you know what? I was thinking Katie Holmes. <laughs> well, she was in the first one. Oh, she yeah. is in the first one. Yeah, she's in Batman Begins. And then I think, oh, what was it? She turned it down for it's like really shit. Mm. That she turned down something really Something was wrong. I was no. thinking Katie Holmes. Yeah, so. but it would have been weird because Jake Gyllenhaal was in running to play Batman as well, wasn't mm. he? So if uh, they'd have chosen Maggie Gyllenhaal for... Uh, <laughs> It's not something they hadn't done before, I'm sure. No. But yeah. Uh, um, so, but yeah, I mean, I, what I love about the whole—it's not a love triangle ever. She's never going to leave Harvey Dent. No. Throughout the whole, it's, it's, the, you get the notes. Wayne. Yeah. Wayne thinks she will, yeah. but yeah, she's moved on with her. Because yeah. as she says herself in the letter, there there might be a time where Gotham doesn't need Batman, but there'll yeah. never be a time that you don't need Batman because yeah. he, as it said many times, Batman is his real face. Bruce Wayne yeah. is his disguise. Yeah, and, and that's the one thing Christian Bale does better than anything, is the whole... He really puts on the the, uh, the Bruce Wayne. He, like, yeah. he really puts it on, the, the ballerina. I feel like he's the one that the, is the most OTT Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Other people are like, oh yeah, he's having a lush party, but like obviously in this is a bit where he turns up to that party and he's got three girls. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, in Batman Begins, they get in the he gets them in the fountain and buys the hotel so yeah, they because yeah. they're getting told to get out of the fountain. He is the best... OTT Bruce Wayne by a mile and then you've got even when he turns up with the three girls and he's doing the whole Harvey Dent and I you know I, who's seen those crazy adverts yeah. and yeah I believe in Harvey Dent and then does the I believe in Harvey Dent and then like everyone claps and he just goes out on the balcony throws his champagne over the side because yeah. you know that's not him he, he's yeah. putting it on to, to make it look like he's this billionaire playboy um, but yeah it's it's at that point you, you're it's looking like there's an out for, for yeah. Bruce Wayne. Um, even though... That's what he's building it for. That's yeah. what he's getting behind Dent for. Yeah. Um, and all the while, they're obviously chasing the uh, mobsters in Gotham. And that's the one thing I love about these films is the other films don't focus on the mob. Enough, yeah, it's just which, about yeah. the big the big bad. Batman came into existence because they wanted a superhero. You had Superman who fights the, the big evils... Um, and just things for truth, justice, and the American way, even though that's not his. Yeah, it's, um, um, and then they, Batman was conceived because they, there was a load of mobsters in America at the time, and they wanted someone who went and fought mobsters. Um, and the Nolan films do that so well. They, they include all the families, the Maronis, the yeah. Falcones, mm-hmm. all the big families. Real air of uh, Long Halloween in, in Dark Knight, as well as yeah. um, Killing Joke as well. Yeah. Like every scene where they're in the police station. And he's like, the joke is like, you're going to have to do the one thing you can't do. Mm. Which is the whole first half of Killing Joke is the joke yeah. trying to say, you're going to have to kill me. Yeah, I'm going to break you. Yeah, basically. And he kind of does in this film. But yeah. yeah. 
Um, so where do we want to move on to after this? We've Just got- to say, obviously, we've mentioned the magic trick, but as yeah. me and Dan were talking yeah. on the way over, there's one line in that whole scene that I just think really... There's a bit where he's going on one of his rambles and Gamble just says, like, you're crazy, and the way he just looks up and goes, no, I'm not. Yeah. And you can just see in his eyes that I'm not crazy, I might have my face painted, I might have these scars, but I am deadly fucking serious. As he says, like, kill the Batman, and they're like, oh, why haven't you done it already? If you're good at something, don't fit for free. He yeah. know he knows he's good despite the fact that he's got this anarchistic attitude. He knows what he can do. I love the line as well, going, and the suit's not cheap. I mean, after all, you should know, you, you bought, bought it. it. Yeah. Um, and that's when Gamble really gets bit. I love it. He, um, I, I love his performance because he's clearly crazy, but he never loses his cool. No. Throughout the whole film, like, he doesn't, and when he does, it's terrifying as well. You can hear the voice break. Oh, yeah, because you've got... I mean, he loses it most in like the two like videos, isn't it? Yeah. Which he actually filmed. Heath Ledger yeah. like, directed those, where he's got like the fake Batman, and that's where he just screams, Look at me! Yeah, and that is just like, oh, horrendous. So I remember almost like jumping at that in the cinema the first time around. But he's his own worst enemy. You can see him working himself up. So any of the bits where he's got the knife in the mouth going, do you want to know how I got these scars? You can see he's working himself up I, as well. What I loved about that, because yeah. obviously they mentioned, oh, with this Joker, yeah. we're not going to know where he's come from. Yeah. And when I was watching the cinema, I went, do you want to know how he's got his scars? I was like, oh, they said we're never going to find out. And then obviously he tells multiple stories through the film where he's just making shit up. And I just yeah. loved yeah, that's, loved that. I was going to say, what I really liked about this was that there, there wasn't the back there wasn't the attempt at doing a remake background or anything like that and uh, I mean that that's wonderful because obviously we've got the and I shouldn't probably mention the original Batman but mm. the original Batman film there was oh there was a background to the Joker but, but it was basically was, a Joker origin story yeah. wasn't it the first Batman but that that was fine because it was done in a very clever way and then this it was obviously going no one just going well we don't need it there was mm. already there is a Sorry, there's all obviously quite a few. He's obviously learned from so many other films around the time where trying to do our origin story for a villain is, would just add so much time. Whereas there's yeah. so much story in this that you don't need it. No, as me just, and Dan have been yeah. saying as well, like there's so much going on in this film, but there is not one ounce of fat. There's nothing you could cut off or no. you'd want to cut off to like to get rid of anything. Actually, but, one of the most moving parts for me, and it it was so dark. It was such a gut twist because you kind of. It was a surprise in a way. It's a surprise because it is a superhero film, even though Batman doesn't have a super. Uh, he doesn't have a superpower apart mm. from obviously one of the best lines in Justice League is "What's your superpower?" I'm rich, I'm rich. <laughs> which is very clever. Um, it's just the bit where it's um, what's her name? Doors. Yeah. Rebecca Doors. Is it Rebecca? Rachel. Rachel, Rachel Doors um, is going to die, yeah. and mm. you think you still think he can make it. Oh yeah, you you don't you for one second think she's going to die, and she sort of doesn't really believe she is, though she kind of has an inkling that she probably is, and she kind of th- is thinking, no, no, save Dent, save Dent, save. Yeah, because I think in the way they're talking, she know or she would think that Bruce is coming for her. Mm. Yeah, because she says, oh no, I want them to come for you. So I think she thinks that Batman is on the way, which obviously he technically is. It's just the Joker's a th- an absolute bastard. Yeah, but what a great twist. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it took me twist. like two or three yeah. watches to realise that he actually switches the addresses. I yeah. just didn't think about it. But yeah, giving him the wrong address because he knew, he knew he wanted Dent to survive. Yeah. 
that was his game plan. He wanted Dent to survive, be absolutely pissed off, and that would push him further and further over the edge. I love the classic, it's been done so many times, the villain wanting to get caught thing. Mm. I love that how they did this, and you don't even know it's happening. No, it's literally yeah. not until right at the end. It's not obviously done. Yeah. Because you've got, that's also as well, like the f- massive action set piece is bam smack in the middle of the film. Mm. You've got them dent going through, yeah. the lorry being flipped. Thank you. The awesome, the best bit with the bat pod where it drives yeah. up the wall, spins and falls down <laughs> on itself. Yeah. Sound effects added in. Yeah, there. it was good. It, it, it um, really sounded like it was falling down on itself. That's what I noticed from that. Yeah. Just like the bat pod. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah. I believe that's how they did it in their post. Yeah, just... Um, but no, like that scene, and obviously then where the Joker's walking down the road yeah. and Batman speeds, and he's like, I want you to do it, I want yeah, you to yeah, do yeah. it, because he wants him to break that rule, and then at the last minute he speeds off. So here's, here's the weird thing. I, I watched that a while ago, obviously, and then I rewatched it recently, and in between there, yeah, that's good to go, man. In between there, I've been to Chicago, and like we did a trolley tour, and we didn't even think about the Dark Knight was filmed there. And it's like, and this is the road where you've got the Joker and the Batpod at one end, and it's like, I didn't even think about that. And then every every road you're going down, going that was in the Dark Knight, that was yeah. in the Dark Knight. It's just so it's such a part of the film. Chicago mm. is such a massive part of the film, and it obviously makes me love it more because I love Chicago. But, but as we were saying again, like yeah. it, there's virtually no CG in the film. No. All of the sets are like locations; they're not really sets, yeah. and that just again just grounds the film yeah you can you can tell when something's real when it's not the hospital being blown up yeah they found a building that was going to be blown up they made it look like a hospital and they blew it up and they had to get it right yeah, yeah they had to get it right first time they like cut it in half and also the fact another one of the best bits of the film I mean that yeah. is such an intense yeah. thing and, and then all- it's like oh there were no patients left yeah. inside and it's just that actually is also a proper good sign mm. of the Joker's psycho- uh, psychopathy and there's psychosis a, a psychosis maybe yeah. uh, maybe just his his intent was just always uh, just to play around of going yeah. well yeah. I'm not actually going to kill people and this also as well a, a very jokery show. comic book moment like we said he's not that comic book dressed as the nurse yes. yeah that is hilarious great it's so moment good. yeah it's but it's totally for some reason it, in this it world just works. Totally, but yeah, it just works so well and it's because that lot. whole conversation with obviously we're flicking all over yeah, the yeah. film here, but it's that fine, conversation yeah. with Dent, hi, <laughs> just the no, way kind he of said, like, sorry, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. the other thing as well, you don't know this first time. Obviously, he gives him his coin, he yeah. puts the gun against his head, and says, yeah. "Inject anarchy." He's got his finger on that cock. If he yeah. pulls that trigger, that is not going off. Yeah, he's making sure he doesn't die in that bit. Of the film. That isn't like, oh my god, he could have died. Yeah, he ain't dying, and you just you don't realize it until you're watching it like on a Blu-ray, yeah, on yeah, a big yeah. TV, and then you notice these little things. I um, let, let's go back a little bit because we, we kind of even glossed over the car chase in that film yeah. and, and the, the best thing about us doing this after everyone's released endless articles about it I've read so much on it this week about how when he's in the pod they wanted to feel really claustrophobic the car chase is really claustrophobic when he's in the, the uh, Batmobile sorry he's really claustrophobic and then when he um, when he's in the pod like he want, they want it to feel really open, so he's he's flying. So when he's in the Batmobile, it's kind of like moving between yeah. cars and blowing things up. And when he's in the pod, it's just like zooming down the middle, yeah. basically. And they do that so well. They they because actually made a working bat pod as well, didn't yeah. they? They didn't think they were going to make it work because yeah. the cape wouldn't flow properly, but they actually managed to get it right. Yeah, and it just looks phenomenal. And I just love the fact that it's like cannibalized out of the Batmobile as well. Yeah, such a good idea. Yeah, and the way the Batmobile says goodbye as well. Is <laughs> yeah. it? but this. 
these films have so much humour that goes unnoticed. They're, they're, everyone looks at them and goes, oh, yeah. they're so dark. It's like, yeah, they are. Oh, the bants, though. So, yeah. as we were talking again, Michael Caine, or call them the names, Alfred, yeah. Lucius, and Batman have such great banter in this film. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. And so, we were talking about the bit when the guy goes, so I figured out what the finance is. Yeah. Uh, Someone yeah, wanted to tell Edward me about R and D. Yeah, yeah, uh, R of uh, the research department about how. Uh, yeah, yeah. We yeah, he's got the tumbler. Yeah, you're telling us we didn't know that, and it's like, so you're telling me that your client, one of the most wealthy men in the world, is also a vigilante who spends his nights beating criminals to a bloody pulp, and your plan is to blackmail this man, <laughs> and then Edward Reese just sits there going, like, uh, 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 no, you could keep that, like, yeah, and Lucius just gives him a bit of a wink of a. If we fuck see, off, he mate. was just well, let me know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so oh. good, and then you got the whole Alfred thing. There's, there's the bit in Hong Kong as well, which is fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the skyhook, and that's what I was saying on the way over here. It's none of it's realistic, right? One thing that yeah. we say nothing realistic. Yeah. The one thing that they get in this film, which never happens in our film, when he fires those charges that then explode, yeah. the scene lasts as long as those charges. Oh my! I didn't even think about that. That's the first amazing. one lands, yeah. and it's like two and a half minutes. That's how long it takes before they blow up. That's awesome. They actually did it spot on. That's which amazing. is just a geeky little fact but I enjoy it that's it's not like oh, we've got three seconds 15 yeah. minutes later they're yeah. still running for the trigger no, <laughs> that's so cool that's, that's really that's beautiful yeah. that, that's, that's Nolan yeah, that's, that's attention Nolan. to detail it's, there's um, Nolan cited Grant Morrison as being something of like a, an inspiration to these films so like even to the point where the card that he's handed at the end of Batman Begins is this, uh, a direct remake of one of the cards in Arkham mm. Asylum which is Grant Morrison's that's Batman a great story. comic book it's amazing so beautiful good. yeah 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 um, and it's Grant Morrison went back and did Batman but like he included all the goofy stuff he wanted to the history of Batman the goofy stuff so he did included things like um, they had their psychotic drug phase where which was um, when they've just been uh, subjected to so much Joker gas or um, mm. or the Scarecrow's compound um, that they start when they were hitting people, they were seeing like boom and power come up oh, and stuff brilliant. like that. And there was like it, the idea was that it was a reaction to the drug, the amount of drugs they've been inhaling. Um, and there's an element of that with Nolan. He makes the goofy kind of serious. Yeah, no pun intended there. I, I can't even remember the original point I was trying to make with this, but there, there is the best. We're talking about like the humor and the comedy. Yeah, exactly. And he, he, Christopher Nolan just takes the goofy sides of Batman and just makes it seem. Normal and serious. Mm. I love it. Because even like the little bits with the Joker, he's burning the money. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And like he throws the bills and he actually hits a louse smack so in the good. face yes. with, a, with a wad of notes. That's just a brilliant moment. The tryouts bit is equally hilarious. Oh, and that's brutal. so dark. Yeah. Just the way he just snaps the thing, just looks at like, throws it down. Make he only it quick. One down. Yeah. That's Make it, it quick. Yeah. Oh. That's just, so good. I could probably, if they, I assume it does yeah. a super cut of just the Joker from Dark Knight. I could probably watch that daily. Yeah. It's the little things. It's the way he looks away from the people when he's talking to them as well. It, you always get the feeling he knows better than whoever he's talking mm. to. Every, including Batman, throughout the whole film, yeah. right to the end. There is a lot yeah. of time where he does it perfectly. Or the joke does sound like he's exasperated because he feels like he's talking to idiots. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he knows how to get the mo- get. The whole film is him just being able to be that guy that pushes the everyone's yeah. button to the point where they crack um, and Batman's the guy that he can't crack Yeah, and at the end he, he does basically Yeah, he thinks he does as well as he goes mm. over the edge of that that's why he's cackling as yeah. he's falling because it's so yeah like the whole bit on the ferries 
where we set them up to mm. like that is some excruciatingly tense cinema where yeah. you've got the people voting and when that big old guy on the prison ship gets up and goes give me that or I'm going to take yeah. it and I'll do what you should have done and he throws it out because obviously he realizes we're criminals yeah bit unfair on the guards but <laughs> yeah. just doing Cheers, their jobs <laughs> yeah I um, the, other, the other thought is when he's the Joker's in um, the interview room with the police officer going how many of your friends did oh. I kill six yeah <laughs> and he goes Ah, you can tell a lot when you kill yeah. somebody else. Do you want to know which ones were cowards? Because that's <laughs> when like, he breaks yeah. in. He's just yeah. like, I know you're going to enjoy this, so I just have to make sure I enjoy it more. And yeah. then it cuts to him walking with, <laughs> with a broken knife. glass yeah. on his throat. And then he's uh, obviously... It's like, that film is, what, 12, right? Yeah. Um, they get away with stitching a phone into someone's chest in that film. And a bomb. And a bomb, yeah, yeah exactly. that's yeah. the detonator, isn't it? It's crazy. But um, start to finish, you know that the Joker... As you said, the Joker wins. Yeah, in that film. he does because he makes Batman. He breaks Harvey Dent. Yeah, he makes Batman the villain, as is mentioned obviously throughout the film. Yeah. You either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. Again, like signposted. One thing I noticed well rewatching it, yeah. so many times there's references to Rachel dying. Yeah, like um, Dent says to Alfred, "Oh, you've known Rachel our whole life, haven't you?" Oh, not yet. Yeah, and so I was like, um, "I don't." Um, Without you, I don't have anything. And there's yeah. just so many little references to like her being dead. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a bit of foreshadowing. Really I, I, I love yeah, that. that is foreshadowing really, films works yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, making. Yeah, I suppose that's the thing. In a weird way, though it was a brilliant film, there was. I mean, I love happy endings, yeah. but it was such a perfect kind of middle film of a mm. trilogy. Yeah, which is where you see. The the good guys sort of win. Well, it's Empire they, Strikes Back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, or sort of lose. Yes, it's the Empire Strikes mm. Back bit. Um, we can talk about many films that sort of succeed on but, that, but it is that bit where at the end you, th- the Joker's out of it. Yeah, you want to know what's going to happen to uh, Harvey Dent, and obviously so there was lots of talk, wasn't it, that he wasn't actually dead because yeah. the coin landed face up rather than face down or which, scratch side up. Which I Nolan thought. loves shit like that, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. So it's well, Inception. Exactly. And, <laughs> I love that film. And, uh, yeah, and then Batman is actually, the Dark Knight is now the villain. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember it, but that quote that Commissioner Gordon saying, like, right at the end as he's, like, on the Batpod going up, he's like, he's our silent guardian, our Dark Knight. Oh. Yeah. And, and throughout the, what's the... The dent line that's used as well. You either die a hero or you live, for long, live long enough to come and feel it. Yeah. Foreshadowing again, which is what happens right at the end of the film. And, we've mentioned it as well, yeah. but just cutting up, we were talking about how much it... I genuinely did not expect to see Two-Face in this film when I no. went to it. I figured that no. at some point in the film, he would get his scarring and that he would be the third villain in yeah. the next film. But they got his whole fucking arc in there. Yeah. And I thought that was so amazing and just so... Breath- and the how far they went with the scarring yeah. as well because it was Nolan I thought oh maybe have like a bit of a yeah. bit of a scratch like he won't have his eye but they fucking went for it yeah absolutely went for it and as we said Aaron Eckhart just doesn't get the credit because he is phenomenal in that film actually I did kind of I think I was a wee bit disappointed that in all I was also hoping that we would have it was more of a setup for Two-Face for a next for the next uh, a next film mm. rather than I still felt at the end that we could still get Dent again in the next film kind of thing. But I feel like it potentially was left open, but I feel like a lot of potential... Because obviously it took quite a while for mm. then Dark Knight Rises to come out, and obviously I feel like the Heath Ledger 
effect yeah. of that because I feel like 100% the Joker would have been in any sequel well, said perhaps he would have brought back Two-Face because yeah. a, a lot of people said like at the end where he's giving his speech to the two fairies he's reading from a script yeah. sort of like that there's a big boss who's in charge of the Joker despite yeah. the fact the Joker and that would have obviously been part of it but yeah unfortunately prescription drugs sort of that that ah, sucks and, and that's that's the thing that the question that gets asked is would we still remember Heath Ledger's performance if he was still alive yes oh, we, we would, would. Yeah, yeah because it's, it's it's incredible it's not like one of those which is like, oh yeah because he's dead he was just phenomenal yeah absolutely because I mean I wasn't one of them I was intrigued by his cast there was obviously a lot of people going, Heath Ledger the Joker that's not going to work mm. is it because he was at that point probably most famous for Brokeback Mountain yeah but I feel, from my point of view, that showed that he was willing to take a risk and he was willing to throw himself into a character and a role. Well, Heath Ledger went up to Christopher Nolan with, I want to do this with the Joker. And Christopher Nolan went, that's what I want to do with the Joker. Because mm. you look at the people that were up for the role as well. I mean, Robin Williams was... Well, it's all the standards, yeah. wasn't it? But there was a load of people, a load of decent actors in, in the running for it. And Heath Ledger <laughs> wasn't the obvious choice. And there was no. Jared Leto. <laughs> and there was Jared Leto, yeah. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Because, yeah, you get the feeling that's them trying to do the same um, thing and just messing up entirely. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here's uh, a view. Yeah. Is yeah. the Dark Knight uh, actually not really the Dark Knight? It is actually the Joker film. Yeah, it is the Joker. Oh yeah, film. yeah, because Christian because Bale is, said, he is, didn't he? It's the because the Joker is in this. Is he the villain or is he actually a proper, proper anti-hero? It's I a mean, bit like Thanos. I feel like anti- in Infinity yeah. War, he's like he's the one moving the story yeah. along. Yeah. He's the one. Forcing the issue, but no. Christian Bale did say like he had all these plans about making Batman and Bruce Wayne layered, and then Heath Ledger turned up and he was like, well, "I'm not going to fucking beat that, am I?" <laughs> no, he he's, he is second fiddle to the Joker in this film. The Joker gets as much screen time as Batman does throughout. The does whole he film. actually? Because it feels like I haven't haven't done because thinking about I don't because I think Christopher Nolan described yeah. it as well. Like he sees the Joker in this film as the shark in Jaws. Yeah, he's not explained. He turns up. He fucks shit up while he's on screen, then he completely disappears again. Yeah, and you definitely need a bigger boat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's he's that random act of chaos that just throws yeah. Gotham into disarray. Exactly. And yeah. So like, because at the start of the film, you feel like things are, are going well. Like, yeah, it's all moving in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. And then by the end of the film, it's oh, he's just, just some two-bit nobody in a purple suit. Yeah, yeah. This is why um, probably Dark Knight, and with such focus of Joker, is uh, the best of the three. Um, it's kind of a discussion I've had with my wife a few times mm. um, it's mainly because she she likes the Batman films apart from she doesn't really like Batman mm. because of the voice and the, and he the gets Batman. a lot of shit for that voice yeah. but yes. I like she, it um, it's, she, she doesn't and so she she cracks up so she goes you know it's all really good and then he goes blah, blah, blah. And she goes, I'm Batman. I don't. And have you seen the, the spoof video of the interrogation where it's like two other people and you've yeah. got Batman and the Joker and you go, No, 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 no. <laughs> The Joker's going, like, I, I want to help you. I just can't understand. He's going, Seriously, like, I, I'll help you. Just, have you got like throat cancer or something? You like, you should see a doctor. <laughs> I love, I, 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 I'm not a fan of the voice, mainly because it sounds like he's out of breath all the time. Which I'm like, I don't want Batman to sound out of breath. But then it's just, he sounds yeah. psychotic, which yeah. I think is like part of it, because it's, yeah. it's just like a complete like personality break. So one thing I love in this film that doesn't get nearly enough credit is the, the sonar thing. Like oh, yeah. the, the, the goggles come down, and all of a sudden you're like, he's done animated series Batman in the smartest possible way. He's got the white eyes, he's got like the... 
he's done the the comic Batman, yeah. and he's done mm. it in in a way that's vaguely believable. I'm yeah. sure so, yeah. that at the time mm. we spoke about this in yeah. 2008, Dan. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure that we all felt that this film actually did also take quite a bit from um, the cartoon Batman series. We yeah, it takes from everything. That, yeah, we mm. felt it's, it yeah. was because I think the general consent a lot of the chat is we really like the cartoon the animated oh series. I love it the animated series is still that's still my Batman Mark so, Hamill's Joker oh. Oh, he's, he's still the best Joker in my opinion but. did you know that that was nearly Tim Curry yeah, yeah but yeah. he was too scary oh my oh god my I want god. it <laughs> that's yeah. so bad they thought it would scare kids too much yeah because Mark Hamill never did did he mm. no because Mark Hamill went for um he went for Doctor Freeze, oh, Doctor Fre- Mister Freeze, didn't he? Doctor mm. Freeze, good lord, he's probably he's a doctor, isn't he? But yeah, well, he went for Mister Freeze, didn't he? Mm. Originally, apparently, which would have been interesting because the guy who played Mister Freeze was really good as well. Animated series is uh, for a oh, different brilliant. time. It's so the only cool. thing that's annoying is because I've got the box set; they're yeah. not in order. What? They're not I'm, in order. I've only order. got the first two series because they, they they've only just released the box set. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, I bought HV exclusive. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, they're not in order. So you watch an episode where there's Robin and the Joker, and then you watch another episode and Robin doesn't exist. It's really fucking annoying. What? While we're here, let's quickly talk about. Have you seen the Titans trailer? No. So oh, is that the cartoon? Sorry. No, it's the um, they've done. Oh, a the new series. One, yeah. No, 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 I haven't. So at the end of the trailer, Robin's. I haven't seemed to remember this. Robin. Is asked about Batman, about Batman, about Batman. He goes, "Fuck Batman." Oh, I've heard about it. Yeah, because I've seen a meme where Batman stood behind him and yeah. just goes, "What was that dick?" And he goes, "Nothing." Yeah, <laughs> I I don't like that at all, one bit in any way, shape, or form. That's no. not Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson becomes no. Batman. Yeah. So, but yeah, he um, have the proper respect. Exactly. Yeah. He, he if maybe one of the other Robins, but not Dick Grayson. Um. I think that's we've done about half an hour. That's good. Anyone got anything to add about Dark Knight? Uh, what have I got on my notes? I mean, also as well that we haven't even mentioned at all. Obviously, like the fake out death of of Gordon as oh well. Oh my god, so good! Because when you again watching it, you're thinking, "Fuck, they've killed Gordon," and you just you believe that it's gonna that you believe that it's happened, and it's just like, yeah. no. And then he he comes back, and there's like a little, Gordon's yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's even the bit where like they go to his wife and tell him, and Batman's there looking down, like they really really sold that just so well. I love um, that even though there's the guy in the front of the truck just talking to this guy that's not saying a word, and like throughout the whole of that chase scene, yeah, um, and yet you still don't think, and that's a bit fishy, that's a bit funny that throughout the whole scene, mm. unless until obviously you know it's good when you know it's Gordon, then it's different. Yeah. But through a whole scene, you're like, that's fine, that's normal. Just this guy's become kind of a character in this film for some reason. But, yeah. yeah, and also the same scene where Joker's driving the truck. I'm a truck driver. I yeah. like this job. I like yeah. this job. <laughs> Just silly little bits, and another bit that I love in the film, which doesn't involve the Joker, yeah. where Batman is interrogating Maroni, is that yeah. Eric Roberts' character, and he's holding him off a ledge. Yeah. He goes, from one professional to another, from this height, the fool won't yes. kill me. That's what I'm counting on. And he drops him, and you hear like his ankles crack as he hits the floor. And it, that was like showing that Batman was getting close to like yeah, breaking yeah. his rules and like getting to the end of his tether, and obviously then bringing in the sonar, as I say, because obviously that is. Horrendous thing to do. Yeah, possibly happening in Trump's America now. But. Almost certainly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it works. I love that as well. Eric Roberts in that film is, is underrated as well. Yeah, he is. You know, although that, that is that the random bit isn't it? like I can tell you where he is, where he's just yeah. randomly in that poli- in the hospital or whatever. That's a bit weird. Yeah. And but, then the other thing, which obviously comes into Eric Roberts, <laughs> is just because obviously it was filmed in Amer- in England. The <laughs> random English people that are in it, that like obviously in America they would have. No- there's like someone from the Renford Rejects on the boat. <laughs> 
the girl that he's talking to when Batman comes to take him was in Hollyoaks. <laughs> and there's just all these random people just like, what? They're in the Dark Knight. There's some weird, like Tom Berenger's in, um, that's Inception I'm thinking of. I'm getting yeah. completely mixed yeah. up. But that's like a weird choice. That's Christopher yeah. Nolan makes these I mean, weird there choices. Is, I mean, like Tom Conte in Dark Knight Rises as yeah. well as a random pick. Definitely. Uh, final point is, um, I think it, Dark Knight was ranked as either the top or one of the top uh, superhero films. Well, there was another time. superhero film that came out in the same year that changed everything. So, Iron Man came out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, that's, yeah. yeah, so yeah. It's, but I'm gonna. Uh, this is a TMTOOH favorite. Is yeah. the Marvel films? Um, and noticed. Yeah. Come on, let's face it. Yeah. Dark Knight is better than Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably better than. I, I will never say how, that there's there's any superhero films better than Winter Soldier in my opinion but that's just my opinion and I accept that I'm an old but as person. we've s- said before yeah. I wouldn't class Dark Knight as a superhero no. film I think it is an action film it's an action thriller Yeah, it's an action crime thriller yeah. that happens to have a Batman in it and he, a Joker in he, it he, we see Batman do some detective work which yeah. is something we've been waiting for for yeah. forever like you never see him do any detective work other than I've just typed on my supercomputer yeah. and I found the villain. There we go. Problem solved. Yeah, that's true. And like in this one, he's doing some genuine, yeah, like, proper proper detective. Yeah, work. yeah. And like, even things like so we've hired. It is this plane actually. From you know what? And, it yeah. is kind of like going. Uh, Marvel would have gone. Oh, see what? That's what they did with the Dark Knight, right? Let's do this with Daredevil and all the Marvel TV series mm. they did on Netflix. Because it showed the way that you could make something a bit more individual, mm. a bit more realistic. You didn't have to. Because, like we said, they did mess with the Joker compared yeah. to the comic books. They changed a few bits, and although I'm sure when it all first came out, there were probably people going, "Oh," but time has shown that it's worth taking that risk. Which obviously now Marvel are doing in waves with like Ragnarok and other th- yeah, yeah. other films they're making now. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, they'll never. It feels like DC are constantly trying to capture that tone and just missing it. I don't think they are anymore. You reckon? No. They're aiming for dark. Yeah. But in most of their films now, in the literal sense of there is not <laughs> enough light. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw the Batman v Superman thing, I was just like, does no one own a light in Gotham <laughs> and Metropolis? Because it's just literal dark. Although, that said, like seeing the. The uh, set, the Comic Con stuff. Mm. Shazam actually looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, there's, uh, and Aquaman actually looks like it could be quite fun as well. I think James Wan's a good choice for Aquaman. Oh, for James Wan is a great yeah, director. Yeah. And uh, and Shazam looks. I've only seen the bit with the, the flight test. Where yeah. you see him, and the flying looks amazing. Like we just, I'm, yeah, yeah. Just I, up. it's come up. I haven't watched the trailer yet. Yeah, I was actually going to watch it last night, but I thought, you know what. I've been to the pub it's not going to work because yeah, I've not like read I don't know a lot about Sam I knew it was like a sort of from my friend reference like Banana Man yeah a boy yeah, yeah, becomes yeah, yeah. an adult but he actually like he's still a child I didn't realise that I thought mm. he became like this big strong man and became, but it's like a kid in a, in a super strong adult body superhero big funny. basically yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's quite cool it, it was originally Captain Marvel was his name wasn't yeah. it so yeah obviously they can't use that so but um, so they're going with Shazam. I like Zach Levy as the choice as well. Mm. Get a nerd who a, a Marvel deserter. Yeah, yeah. Fandral yeah, yeah. in the four films. Yeah, well they they killed them off pretty quickly yeah. as well, didn't they? But he was so. only in the second and third yeah. ones. Obviously, wasn't in the third one for very long. Because the first one was Prince Charming from Once Upon a yeah. Time, wasn't it? Because um, Zach, because he couldn't make it, mm. and then he replaced him in two because the other guy couldn't film two. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like they flipped twice. But yeah, right. 
I think that's about it. I think all that's left to say is it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. And it is still, say, rewatch it recent yesterday, it is still fantastic. Holds up, it still looks fantastic. The, the only way you can date it is the phones they've got. Yeah. That's the only thing that you go... Yeah, because there's yeah. a bit where, like, Gordon's got, like, a really old Nokia. Yeah, yeah. And, and other than that, it just looks... It, it could have been made yesterday, and it still yeah. looks fantastic. It's so crisp, it's so... Say the music, I mean, the effects, because the, there's not a lot of CG, it doesn't age. Yeah, it's very stylish. So the cars are a bit dated. You, you don't see. But well, well, I bet if you were walking around America now, you'd see yeah. all those cars still running. The, doesn't he pull up in a Lamborghini? It was one Merchilago, of the old Lago, yeah. Merchilago, yeah, exactly. which is, yeah, but it's probably vintage, you know, isn't it? What did I say? Was, I read somewhere um, Merchilago is Italian for, for bat, bat. Yeah. yeah. So you know, he'd still have a Merchilago. Because that's, that's another thing, isn't it? Yeah. Are you going to take the bat pod, Mr. Wayne? Not in the daylight. It's far too inconspicuous. Oh, yes. The, the Lamborghini then, sir. <laughs> that's much more, That'll fit in. Well, let, yeah, maybe we should wrap up with some Alfred Zingers in this as well. There's a few of them. What's Russian for uh, to apply your own bloody suntan lotion? I yeah, like and when he's stitching himself up. Yeah. Oh, whenever you stitch yourself up, you don't have to make a bloody mess, Mr. Yeah, Wayne. Yeah, yeah. And what's the, the one where he's leaving going, uh, I suppose I'm an accomplice. An accomplice? Yeah. I'm going to tell him you did it. Yeah. Your idea, that was it. That was totally your and obviously, idea. it's not like a zinger, but obviously, yeah. his whole little bit about the bandit in the Congo as yeah. well, That's where so he's talking cool. about some people just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, yeah. Great quote. There's so much that's that's become cliche from this film, but then you watch yeah. it and it's so, it's still so deadly serious throughout the whole thing. Like the mm. why so serious bit is genuinely. Oh, yeah. The way oh, he you can't it, see that, he but flicks yeah. in that yeah. moment because obviously it's like when he's telling the story, it's why so, and yeah. then he just thinks, oh, why so serious? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then he kills Gamble. Oh. So, and you, once again you don't see anything but you know no, exactly what's happened you just see his body drop to the yeah. floor so so good right go watch Dark Knight if you haven't seen it in a while it's definitely worth yeah, it Rewatch um, it come visit the Heron Hound in St Albans if you live around here it's a great pub definitely worth uh, coming here um, and don't forget to uh, try the Lost Boys Brewery's Peach Ale as well well worth the while you're in the Hound while you're in the Heron Hound yeah definitely oh, I got it the wrong way around um, this is too much time on hands if you want to contact us it's TMTOH on Instagram and 2MTOH on uh, Twitter. You can don't email us. Um, you can get us on Facebook, which is <laughs> facebook.com forward slash TMTOH. Uh, theatrical Cut. Yeah, talk, if you want to email someone, email theatricalcut at gmail.com. We do look at our emails. We, we are happy to receive them. Uh, we're Theatrical Cut on Twitter and Theatrical Cut Pod on the Instagram. Yeah, definitely. And you're covering what next? Vampires will be our next topic. So we're going potentially we've been working out how we're going to sort of break it down. We think we're going to do an episode on sexy vampires Ooh. and then an episode just on vampires in general. Like, because obviously there is very much a lot of sexy vampires There's out there. A lot of sexy vampires. I mean, definitely. obviously Celine from Underworld is is your top sexy vampire. <laughs> but then I think we're even like Lestat in Interview of the Vampire yeah. is a very sexy man. Yes, obviously definitely. It's Tom Cruise. So. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, if you want to talk to us about vampires, get in well, touch. Brad Pitt makes quite a sexy. Well, I don't think he stands up against Tom Cruise though. You know, he's a bit you... whiny in Interview with the Vampire. That's true. You need to send your thoughts into uh, theatrical. Yeah, that's true. I look forward to your email. There you go. You. Yeah. There. Right. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to do some news next week on San Diego Comic Con and maybe news, new news. There you go. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye. That's good, um, that's fun. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> well, that is the one. Oh, yeah. <laughs>